Hi there everybody, this is Connectionism with Ayam Kado, meditation coach and DJ. Connectionism is an advanced introduction into meditation. A new form of guided meditation that utilizes speech, ambient, techno music with visualizations if you're attending the podcast in a video format. Connectionism disbands emotional boundaries and cultivates deeper perspectives into the inner workings of man. A typical week session is about 75 minutes. It starts with an introduction and on an over- overview. It's based on an improvised talk and then it moves to an ambient music session and ending with around 15 minutes of techno music, rhythmical kind of music. This podcast is inspired by the works of Jide Krishnamurti, Alan Watts, and Jalandi and Rumi. Before we start, I invite you to take a comfortable position. I see the position is recommended as it allows for better blood flow. But laying down or any other position that goes well with you is fine. Have a distraction-free environment. And it's probably better <laughs> to use a good sounding pair of headphones or speakers so the frequencies can really pass through and do the work they need to do. We will begin in a few minutes. again whoever is listening this week's is improvised so there is no topic it's just one long take and about 
this advanced introduction to meditation. It, the whole purpose of it is like, you know, actually, so we can just really get into that space or actually recognize that space of this abstract space, I would call it, you know, without trying even to make anything out of it, just being there or just tasting it, like, you know, having a taste for it. So when it comes or when it when it clears up, I wouldn't question it or try to figure it out from scratch or, oh, this is how I figured it out or this is what I need to do now or this is what I don't have to do now or this is what I should not do now from now on. Those exact things that seem to be like medals and milestones that have led me to be in this space, yeah, is exactly the things that are going to stop us from entering that space later on. And we're going to grow even frustrated even more. So the thing is, it's not an achievement to meditate. To feel better about myself because I meditate. That's not about it. Because you still have a self and you're trying to maintain with meditation. I'm still trying to maintain a me. Well, it's not an industrial materialistic me in the, in the general sense. But it's a spiritual, highly good, you know, with a crown maybe kind of me. It's still a me. So that's not it. Being a more productive human being, or for a certain aspect, also is not it. So, it, it needs to be said because I think it's, it's quite heavy for one to really perceive... And that's about it, actually. Just really perceive. And that perception is based on nothing. I mean, even if you are a creative person, like, not creative, like, you have that label of, you're involved, if one is involved in creative aspect of life more than others, or being an artist, artistic of course, maybe one is used to, or not used to, not even familiar, but one, such one finds themselves in that space more often than not. However, the difficulties facing one, whoever they are, are similar, which is familiarity, past experiences and knowledge, the image of myself, the image of the people that I that have of me, the scale of good and bad, the scale of good and bad outside of me and inside of me. All these aspects are, they come between me and life, hence the space. And 
it filters my behavior and actually it cuts it in a certain form that are that is acceptable to a certain authority to a certain group to a certain person to a certain spouse to a certain family to a certain idea of me that i can compare because comparison is necessary in our conditioned mind to feel safe in what we're doing I mean, you can see it, like, am I doing the right thing or not? When it comes, like, am I forging the right contract? Am I doing the right kind of work? Am I making this kind of, if I'm, I don't know, if I'm making this culture the right way? Am I, I don't know, whatever kind of profession one have, am I making this chair as it needs to be, so I need to compare it, otherwise I'm making something that is wrong, or that is not up to the standard that, that is likable by everyone or by most people so I can have a profitable life that I wouldn't be outcast outcasted so all that is is acceptable I would say it's actually necessary but when we go down to the psychological realm of me and you the actual me and you is such comparison necessary? It seems to be necessary on the on the outlook of life because if I don't believe in the same God you believe in and you being, an, let's say, traditional, not open-minded in that sense, then I'm, I'm in threat now. I'm, my, my safety is jeopardized. Safety, not even safety in terms of let's like, maybe you're not like violent physically, but you probably f the other is maybe violent psychologically, violent emotionally. Just looking down on another is an is an act of violence. So it seems like it is necessary in order for one to survive emotionally, physically, emo psychologically one needs to, to confirm one needs to belong to survive and that's what mostly we do i mean if anyone read the selfish gene darwin it's like we're like machines made to protect the genes so What kind of, is, is that safety important enough and valuable enough in order for each of us or me and you to fake it, fake living, fake enjoying life, in indulge in various forms and types of escapes socially acceptable escapes just in order so i can have that kind of materialistic safety materialistic security is it really hard to be alone 
Is it that hard to be alone? Because we don't live in an environment that is aggressive enough or hostile enough that we wouldn't be able to enter a restaurant, for example, or supermarket, or do our things, or even maybe do our job. But most people belong together on common circumstances, common likes and dislikes. Now, it's not being suggested that one need, that I need to uh, oppose people, oppose authorities, just because of its authority. But for me to be accepted and appreciated and paid attention to and recognized as a human being, fellow human being, for that to have a requirement... Just imagine. Just maybe, maybe I can let that sink for a while. For that to have a requirement. Now, any material requirement dissolves with time. So it's not whatever material requirement is. It's dead. So it might be now one thing and another thing it will be something else so basically anything that is material image oriented a particular idea then it's not the right basis because it does not evolve it does not move with time physical time it does not go with evolution so materialistic or material requirements or aspects are not done deal. I'm not going to go back there again. It's clear to me, no matter how sophisticated it is, or how noble it is, now even dark or light, whatever it is, it's still dimensional. Still has angles of it. You have to stand in a specific position to see in that in a certain way. And that, and only that, anything else is not right. Or not acceptable, or not up to standard. I, don't, I, I reject all that, no matter how noble it is. Or noble, how noble it may seem. So, for me to involve you in my life, I need to have a certain requirement. Now, logically, I'm not gonna... Life is dangerous in a certain way. It, it, it is, it has a lot of danger in it. I need to really as well pay attention to whoever is being in my life and in my circles. So what is the requirement I'm going to use? We said anything that is material is out of the window. So, what? I don't know what, do I? So when one doesn't know who to reject and who to accept, who to love and who to not, as if there is such a thing as not. That means I don't have judgment in me anymore in, that, in this moment. 
and attention is present. Not to compare it to a certain idea or a certain image of what might be a good person or not, or what might be a good authority or not. Because I recognize the materialistic aspects of my past conditioning. My current also conditioning. When it pops up and surfaces up, attention is there as well. Life has a fair chance now. I, not I, just life has a fair chance now. Whatever color it is, at least it's the right color. It is as much as possible clearer colors, more clear colors. The smell is different. Not the smell that I like or I don't like. Just keep discovering and rediscovering and rediscovering and understanding. It's being in that that's the thing when one talks like that it seems as if to the conditioned mind is like oh this sounds nice maybe i find it in a book written by buddha or another guy or whoever as if it's such an alien space to be in but can you imagine that this it's not like it should or shouldn't be but it like is the way is if this is such a amazing thing to hear right and it's such a maybe a new holistic like view on life which is on to the speaker it sounds normal or what normal should be and I say should, because it's not tied. I don't know what's right from wrong. So it's not like we can play a game. It's not that kind of type of game. It's like, oh, you say, like, you're wrong and I'm right. It's not that type of game. There is no wrong or right. It's just whatever is. But that way of living is so limit is so not present in so many ways that it sounds so alien to the conditioned mind. And that thing is, imagine, like, most of my life is tainted. Most of my perspectives are tainted. Whether I am smart or dumb. That's another thing that I need to clear out through my encounters, uh, my personal encounters, like, the last two weeks. Being smart does not mean that you are knowledgeable. Maybe you're an expert in a certain field, but you're just an expert in a certain field. Being smart, hence that smart word, association with intelligence, is not just based on knowledge. So if I'm knowledgeable about certain something, doesn't mean that I'm smart. And I read in a book, uh, I forgot the name of the book, but it's something that was ma magical, to be honest. It's like one a kid, I think, nine years old, talking to his father and, and then he was trying to do something and uh, the father said i can't you can it's like why so because you're smarter than me so the father says i'm not smarter than you i'm more knowledgeable than you and the case is that most fathers are more knowledgeable than their kids 
And most kids are definitely smarter than their fathers. Now, why the kids are more smarter than the fathers? Or the parents? Sorry for the parents. Because they have a fresh mind. They pay attention equally to everything. As at least in the beginning. <laughs> the right and wrong does not exist for them. What's what what fear they have to discover what fear is. Actually explaining what fear is to a kid is proved to the speakers as a challenging act. So living a fresh life. In a way, we can say that this is a holistic approach to living. Which is also the basis of meditation. One, at least, it could be also involved in meditation. Not for that to be a rule. Again, just trying to, as much as possible, to get there. Everything afresh. It may be that everything is continuous. But seeking that continuity, continu that permanency and continuity, <laughs> whatever that word, pursuing it and seeking it, corrupts. Psychologically. Maintaining a certain image, certain idea, which might be okay for a moment and the other is not. Becoming something that is not whatever is here is the definition of self-hate. And that, one way or another, is exported to the outside world. And that's just one part of it. One part of that manifestation. So basically, loving here is loving out there. Let's go there with music.